turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex is happening in the marriage bed. Here are your hosts, Dr. Corey Allen and Shannon Etheridge. So right out of the gate, Shannon, I want to say that this episode is brought to you by the Sexy Marriage Radio Academy. <laughs> Which has officially launched. It is so cool to see it building steam. Yes, it is. Because it's a, an idea where people that are regular listeners and looking for, how do I get more? Because the 30 minutes just isn't enough to really impact uh, where we are, our situation. And more, more pointedly, how do I get it specifically tailored towards my situation? Well, the way you do that is the Sexy Marriage Radio Academy. And so you join it for 27 bucks a month, and that gets you access to a facebook community that's a private community of just the academy members uh monthly question and answer calls 90 minutes in length webinars that come along quarterly there's already one in the can uh, available on anchoring a sexy state in your life um, which has gotten lots of great reviews mm -hmm. so there's a lot of information there there's a lot of help and you can join at any time and cancel at any time but it is one of those things we want to offer up a way for people to get more from our yes. show. And that word more, I, I find that that is the biggest compliment that you can pay a human being is when you like them enough that you want more of their time or conversation or energy or whatever. So I just want to say thanks to all of the listeners who have been asking for more, more, more all these years. Mm -hmm. It just took us a while to figure out what that more right, the how. look like. Yeah, the how, how to do that. <laughs> yes, how to deliver yeah. that the most. And so if you're not aware of that, now you are, if you've made it this far into the show. And then if you're also new to Sexy Marriage Radio, I got to say, hey, thanks. Thanks for coming and finding us. And I hope that you uh, will join right in as if you've been here the whole time, because mm -hmm. this is a straightforward, honest conversation about married sex, where it really is listener-driven radio, especially here in 2017, where we are trying to do much more interaction with our email from feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. And then there's also a form you can fill out to give us even more detail if you've got something you want covered, or if you want to join us on an episode, we'll set that up too, because we want to offer up a way to really impact and walk alongside people more. There's that word again. And so if you also more. like, if you also like what, we're, what we're doing, you can jump on iTunes and leave us any kind of a review and comments, because that helps us climb the charts in the sexuality category, because we are, I, I got a plea for our listeners, Shannon, real quick. Okay. That we are hovering right there at the in the ranking on the sexuality category of we are consistently 11, 12, or 13. You know, and it varies according to spikes and the different things and when other shows come out versus our show. And there's a lot of variables. But my goal is by helping spread the word from our listeners and leaving comments that we could get and stay in the top 10. I mean, we peak in there, but I want to stay. And so I ne we yeah. need help to make that happen. So that's my plea. And I got nothing else other than what we're going to talk about the rest <laughs> well, of the show. So, Corey, speaking of feedback at SexyMarriageRadio.com, I just have to say how much we appreciate all of the emails that have been pouring in expressing compassion yeah. and concern about my family's situation, about the marital situation. Uh, it is just so encouraging to know that there is grace and there is mercy and there is unconditional love Absolutely. flowing freely from our community in this direction. And um, again, 2017, we're marking it as the year of vulnerability. And I hope that others aren't going through near as difficult as a time as, <laughs> of a time as I've had exactly. the past uh, several weeks and months. But you know, 
what I've learned though, Corey, is that it really is true that no matter how much the ground beneath your feet shakes, God is still on the throne. Mm-hmm. And I realize that not everybody has that spiritual paradigm, but I, I don't think that we hide the fact that we do hold right. that spiritual paradigm. And I'm just so grateful to have that that truth to cling to. Yes. Um, but we hope that listeners will be equally as vulnerable this year of talk to us about what's really going on right. so that we can help you. So that we can help you help your marriage and your family and, and your life live the life that you want to live. And that's a great segue because we do have a listener that has spoke up and said, I've got something I want you to know about and, and get your take. And so this is about the idea. I'll paraphrase the email that came in, but it's just, this is from the wife that he and she and her husband have spent a lot of time talking about their sex life, that she's the low desire. And as she's become more open pushing to new levels of anxiety and willing to try new things, he's learned to be kinder when their sexual desires don't align, which that's a great, hmm. it's a great progress. It's a more sensitive. Right. But they've also agreed that after a difficult encounter one time that caused her some emotional and physical pain, they would not introduce anything new into the relationship, into the marriage, into the sex life, particularly sex toys and some of the different uh, paraphernalia that can, be, that can be a part of the process. Because of what that represented to her. Well, and I think because from what I'm getting from the email, because there was something that happened that caused this pain in in incorporating something like that. And so she's like, okay, wait, we got to have stuff out in the open. We got to be up front. And so they both agreed upon that. But lo and behold, as things progressed and they reconnected and stuff, he introduced something again in secret. So this was something, a toy that's just for him, has nothing to do with her, but it betrayed a relationship boundary trust that they had created. And so she's unsure how to respond because she felt like he was sneaking something by her. She was, he was trying to get something over on her. He was trying to cross a line without letting her know. And that, that was a betrayal for her. That was a, that was a woundingness to her. It was a, a secret yes. that she was not privy to. Secret is a great word to use to help describe that. Yes, yes. Um, and, and I want to make sure that our listeners are hearing that we're not discouraging the use of such right. marital aids. Right. Uh, that's why Covenant Spice sponsors our show is because we believe that a couple feels the need or desire for one, that there's nothing forbidding that. However, I, I do acknowledge that some women have a specific trauma around these particular types of toys. Mm-hmm. And usually it's you know, and I'm not saying that this is the case in this particular situation, we don't know. But a lot of times, if women use those types of toys in a previous relationship, then it's like a ghost from their past. It's like a skeleton in their closet. And they associate that thing with a relationship that they're not proud of, or that they were wounded in or degraded in or belittled in or whatever. And so um, then to try to introduce that within the marriage relationship, it can be a challenge for women to overcome that mental hurdle. Well, and there's also the, the, the hurdle, if you will, of you can introduce something in a relationship that a a partner could not fulfill. I mean, I'm sorry, but a penis can't vibrate and, and circular move and have ridges (laughs) and all the different things and have a spot that hits the clitoris at the same time, like some of the vibrators out there. And so there can be an element of how am I, how am I supposed to compete with that? Mm. And so the idea I think of this show is how do you handle, not if you introduce something or not, that's not the point. The point, the point is 
how do you handle when something has been introduced or done and it was done in secret? There's the key. And that's the issue because we have another listener that I'll let yeah. you set up the stage for that has a similar yeah. circumstance. Yeah. Um, I recently heard from some listeners who wanted to do some one-on-one -on -one coaching and I was shocked when she unpacked the situation and actually explained that her husband had learned this from Sexy Marriage Radio. The situation was that he had set up a video camera without her knowledge and had videotaped them having sex on three different occasions. And so he was like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. We would never recommend right. that in a million years. Right. So I think that in the past we have alluded to novelty creating tension, getting stretched outside of your comfort zone, maybe playing with some digital imagery, well, but yeah, always we, making sure that you... We did a show on that. We did a show on filming okay. and voyeuristic kind of stuff, but it right. was not about behind your partner's back. Exactly. Correct. Exactly. And so um, the fact that it was done in secret, you can imagine how this made the wife feel. Right. I mean, she totally abused. I mean, it set her back a thousand steps in her trust level of her husband. Um, but his um, explanation, and, and I've gotten their permission to discuss it just in generalities because right. they still want other couples to learn from, right. from this mistake and, and how much damage it did to their relationship, but they are recovering. And I have no doubt that they're going to be, they're going to be stronger than ever. Um, but he explained that he knew that she would never go for it. And so he said there was a voice inside of his head saying, that's probably not a good idea, right. but he right. did it anyway. Right. Yeah. And so when you do it anyway, uh, you pretty much can bet that trust is going to be shattered if it gets revealed. And it wasn't that he admitted it to her. It's that she found it on his laptop. Yeah. And that's, you can imagine how objectified yeah, she felt. Yeah. That's the struggle because I don't know if you've got the little voice in your head that's the whole, what happens if they discover, then you probably need to slow down and dis and really kind of do some self-confrontation of what's pushing this, what's the motivation. So I think we need to do a show with this on the two sides on how do you, how do you handle the guy or the, or the wife that wants to push this, that wants, you know, they're the high desire there. And, and it's maybe not the high desire for sex. They're the high desire for novelty. They're the high desire for fetishism. They're the high desire for exhibitionism. They're high desire for whatever, or fantasy or, right, for right. whatever it is, but you have to have that element of, okay, the nature of the relationship is, is creates the condition of how do I examine this in my own life rather than force it in my, in my spouse's. And or try have, to sneak it. Right. Well, I think that's the whole point of, of sneaking it is I'm trying to figure out how to do it without the consequence. I, I, I'm trying to force it without looking like I'm forcing it. Right. Well, because here's, well, here's the dilemma I think of, okay? Because when at the end of the email that I started the show with was she made the comment of, I'm not sure how to feel about it all, and I want to grow in my understanding without making him feel attacked. All right. So that's three different components. Mm. right it is way to it's, dissect it it is it's i'm not sure how i feel about it all well that's on you to figure that out that's on right that's on her to okay how do you take the time to sift through all that that is on what does it mean is it really a violation to the depth that it is the betrayal all of the different things does that mean because our human reaction and the worst of us will always go back to oh we're back to where we always have been or nothing has changed and we catastrophize stuff 
right. until there's another part of us that stands up and says, no, that's not completely accurate. I feel like that, but that's not the, tr- that's not the case. That's not the truth. Right. right. So that's one. The other is I want to grow in my understanding. Okay. That's great. That's exactly the stance you should be in. Of I want to try to figure this out. I want to be, to use your phrase, I want to put my big girl pants on or my big boy pants on, and I want to confront this, and I want to grow in understanding it so maybe I'm less reactionary to it, and I can be more responsive to it, and I can maybe introduce some things again that he wants to do and challenge my growth again. And then the third one is without making him feel attacked. And to me, you got to let that go. It's not about if I'm making him feel attacked or not. That's his chance to put his big boy pants on and realize, you know what? I crossed the line. I got to own that. Right. Right. I think that the big thing, too, is that you have to realize that what this particular toy meant to her is very different than what it represents to him. Right. I think that so much so much of the problem that comes in into the tension in a, in a couple's sexual relationship is that when something represents one thing to one person and something entirely different to the other person, right? there's the problem. So the problem isn't the toy, right? The problem is what it represents to her is different than what it represents to him. And, and Corey, I, I feel as if probably our listeners are going, what is it? What did he use? Is it okay if I just go there tactfully? Because I feel as if, there's yeah. there's an important there's an important element to what she feared well sure i mean it's- okay yeah so she was referring to the fact that he had inserted something into his anus mm-hmm. so that's how he was trying to do it without her being aware of it because you're people are probably wondering how could he probably sneak around with a sex toy well it was because it's, it was it's in a cavity that she was unaware of right it's just his but her, con- um, but her concern was does this mean that he's really gay, that he would enjoy that? And I just want to dispel that myth altogether because there are nerve endings in the rectum, in the anal canal that are very, very sensitive to both men and women. And there are some people who truly enjoy this activity. Um, There are others who feel as if that would be too scary. There are others who, for medical reasons, don't want to go there. There are some who, for spiritual reasons, feel as Mm -hmm. if that would not be an appropriate thing to do. But the fact that there are nerve endings there that people are curious about how it would feel to have some sort of anal play does not right. um, does not pose a challenge to one's heterosexuality in right. any way, shape, or form. That's also the closest access to the prostate. Yes. Which that, that adds another sensation and level to the experience when you're dealing with arousal and, and performance and all the different things that come along with sex. So – yeah, I think it's I think it's valid to talk about okay, what we fight about in marriage, particularly in our sex life, we fight about the meaning of things. Yes, right? semantics. It's all about meaning in my world. It's all about. It's not about. Well, you want to do that? No. What does that mean? Exactly. What does it represent to you? Right. And I think that what we're dealing with here is that it's not about the butt plug. It's not about the video camera. Mm -hmm. It's about the trust that's been breached Uh because my philosophy is that unless you have trust in the marriage bed, you can't have intimacy, right? There's no way that you can have a genuinely deep, rich, intimate relationship. If there isn't total trust in one another. Right. Right. And so, and so it's that breach of trust that has to be healed. Okay. And so how do we do that? I think opening lines of communication and being honest about what you need or what you desire. And if the answer is no, I don't need that. I don't want that. I don't desire that. 
being sensitive enough to say, okay, well, this is what it represents to me. But if it represents something that different to you and we can't get on the same page, I'm going to defer to you. Okay. Because I feel as if the person who wants to be adventurous always has an obligation to defer to the person who maybe isn't quite as adventurous because then you have the opportunity for the less adventurous partner to warm up to the idea and to maybe revisit it um, and, and to take it to new levels of intimacy with trust intact. Okay. So what if we flip that on its head for a second? Because Please I, do. Are I, you going to play devil's advocate? No, I, I'm coming at it. I want to come at it from a different perspective just because it, it, it just popped into my head of we often will take the stance of, okay, so maybe you need to, as the high desire, open up the line of communication, be somebody that's willing to push it, be someone that's willing to at least be overt and upfront about whatever, and maybe the low desire will warm up to it. Well, what if... What the high desire wants to do, and in this case, uh, voyeuristic kind of stuff or uh, novelty fetish kind of stuff or toy kind of stuff, what if what they're being presented with is not how do I try to get my, my spouse to warm up to this, to come closer to what I want? What if the, what they're presenting, what they're being presented with actually is the chance to how do I create intimacy and that kind of stuff without these things? How do I actually become okay more with cuddling with just talking with the the other the other aspects right the Mm -hmm. other aspects of our life that we have found ways to sexualize to deal with pain or we have found ways to just mitigate by numbing or plowing through something or whatever to just deal with pain because if you look at it i mean this is stuff you do a lot with your work shannon is you're looking at the history of stuff and how we have tried to heal and deal with these things. And a lot of times it can turn into some acting out behaviors, some way over the or top fantasy down stuff. Right. So what if what you're actually being presented with is the opportunity as the high desire to confront why you're the high desire? Ooh, of what does it represent to you and right. why? Right. What, what is it that I'm trying to push and instill and bring this? Is this coming from the best in me or am I trying to help alleviate or deal with something that's the worst in me? And I'm Am hoping I trying to fill a void, right? And I'm hoping that will do it. And I don't know if it will or not. I'm not going to say don't push it and don't try and bring up some of the things. But I think where it starts is you have to confront yourself and then put that out in the open of this is what I would like to do. Is it? Is there a way we could do it? I mean, let's go back to your example of the couple where he wanted to film their encounter. I mean, that could have been a conversation, and maybe it has been, of, you know what, I want to do this. Is it okay if we do, even if you don't know it's going to happen at some time, with the assurances of, here's how it's going to be handled, here's what it's for, here's as far as it's going to go, because you got a lot of uh, pitfalls of, you know, we did the show on if you do the sexting and the using of, of technology, that there's still a chance it could get out in the open, because that was around the same time that all the iClouds were being hacked of, of all Mm -hmm. the different people in Hollywood. So it's still just kind of, how do you mitigate some of the fear associated with that? But that starts to me on rebuilding trust. That starts with, I've got to start trusting myself to put more of that out in the open with my spouse and then navigate and deal with it. Right. And maybe it would be good to ask yourself before even asking your spouse's involvement Ask yourself, what does this mean to me? Right. What would this represent? What 
is there a pain that I'm trying to ease? Is there a void that I'm trying to fill? Is there a level of excitement of euphoria that I think that this is going to be a bridge to get from where I am to where I want to be? Will this do something to the intimacy that we share in the relationship that I feel like it cements it all the more? What does it represent to you? Yeah, I think the question, question. yeah, and then the question you use also as a, as a addendum to that, <laughs> a part two, if you will, is... If I'm going down some sort of process in my own thinking to imp- implement something in my life and I have some concern about what would my spouse do when they find out, that should slow you down even more. Of If I can't live my life out in the open with my spouse, then I maybe need to check about what I'm wanting to live in the open about. Mm. Because there could be something. Say it again. It's just, I don't know if I can phrase it as good as that was to just rewind. (laughs) Um, No, if I can't live my life out in the open, then maybe I need to, without, you know, if I'm concerned about what my spouse may respond to, then maybe I need to start checking about what I'm wanting to live open about and realize, okay, what is this about in me? Because we all have this, these aspects of us. I mean, I love, Schnarch's the way he puts this is, we grow to the level and we, do, and we have sex to the level of anxiety we can tolerate. And that usually also incorporates our conversations. We have, to, we have conversations about intimacy to the level we can tolerate. And so if I want to introduce something to, to Pam and she's like, that's gross, perverted, or disgusting. Why in the world would you want to do that? If I'm not confident and solid in myself and trusting in myself more to be able to handle that conversation, I'm going to respond to that as, oh, I was just joking. That's something Shannon brought up, and I'll throw you under the bus. And and I'll say, <laughs> you know, she mentioned that on a show, and I thought that would be kind of cool. But nah, I was just joking. I was just kind of seeing, you know, I don't really want to do it. I'm one of those wild women like Shannon Etheridge. Exactly. And no, so it's just the whole, you know, so we'll, we'll try to all of a sudden back down. But, but if I'm more solid and I pre- present something like that and I say, hey, I want to try this, and she's like, that's gross or perverted. Why would you want to do that? My response would be, that's exactly why I want to do it because I want to try it out. Own it. It's something I'm kind of <laughs> curious about. It's something I'm interested in, and, it, and so I then- can't do it without you and you know that kind of stuff. And now I'm, at least we're on more honest footing. And then he can throw you under the bus and be like, well, Corey's solid and asking Pam for it. So I'm going to be solid and asking you for it. And I think that I think that that level of confidence could actually be very sexy to a woman. It could. Of don't cower and be inhibited and ashamed of what you desire. Teach me as the wife that it's okay for you to want that and give me a permission slip that it's okay for me to want pleasure and passion Mm -hmm. and arousal and adventure too. I think that so many times in a relationship, we are followers, both men and women. Absolutely. And we looked, we look to our spouse to set a pace, to set a tone that we fall in line with very quickly. And so if our spouse is all grovelly and apologetic that they want something, that's hard to want to follow suit. (laughs) Nobody wants to be grovelly and apologetic. Right. But if our spouse is, is courageous and confident and adventurous in a healthy way, then I do. I think that it, that gives the partner a permission slip to do the same. Right, right. And that, that, that starts with self. That's where that all begins. Because you made that comment of trying to recover from betrayal. To me, that starts with self. It is not about your partner has to own it. I mean, they do, yes. As you go through the line of progression, yes. But it starts with you having the willingness to say, I have a concern. 
this is what's happened. This is where I am with it. This is the struggle I've got, and I wanted to make sure you were privy to it. Now I see what happens. Mm-hmm. And this goes along, too, with several emails that we've gotten lately at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com from people who say, because I have been more vocal and confident in expressing my desires, my spouse seems to be reciprocating in kind. Uh-huh. And that's really exciting. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, the way. It, that's the way a relationship's designed. In my book, mm-hmm. that's what. That's what it's all for. It creates that container. So we could say that confidence breeds confidence, and groveliness, for lack of a better word, <laughs> breeds groveliness. Yes. <laughs> and let's not do that because that's a hard word to spell. Groveliness. <laughs> Maybe whining. That works. Yep. Pouting. I, I do think that it is such a turnoff when a spouse whines and complains that they're not getting something because that has to put the, the other spouse on the defensive. Right. What other position can they possibly take and save face than to just be defensive about why they won't give in and do that activity? Yeah. So don't, so it's just never, it's never a good, it, it is never a good stance to take to whine and pout. Right. So don't be Eeyore. Open. <laughs> it's re- not gonna work. Yeah, don't be I'll all negative, Nancy, and uh, yeah, don't don't be party pooper. I mean, that's the whole point. That I think relationships, particularly sex in a relationship, in a committed relationship, what it's designed for is to have us confront that aspect of us. Because tell me a relationship that has sex involved in a, in a marriage that has any length involved in it, Shannon, that does not have the pressure of I didn't know this about myself. Yeah, it, marriage <laughs> is a full-length spiritual mirror. It, it's like, whoa, I didn't know. And sexual yep. mirror, and yep. emotional mirror, and mental mirror. I didn't know that I thought and acted that way. Yep. Yeah, I, did, yeah, I didn't know I was so easily scared about that topic. I didn't know I was so easily quick to run about mm-hmm. that topic. I mean, I love it. I well, didn't know that that triggered me like right, it does. Right. I, I didn't lo- know that that makes me feel 10 years old like yeah. it does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just, so it's just seeing it as, okay, if, if what relationships are designed to do is to show me, me, well, sex is only going to magnify that. And so how do I then lean into the times where I want to do something and maybe I've been sneaky in how I've tried to introduce it. Maybe I have been covert and how I've tried to, yeah, I've tried to introduce it. And so how do I confront that and be more upfront and I be more open and I also be less attached oh. to outcome and authentic. Yes. Yeah. Cause authentic. that's, ex- well, this goes back to what we talked about at the end of the last week's show, uh, the whole show of that inquire that requires vulnerability Yes. of, you know what, this is what I want to do. And if I can have it, if I can have vulnerability from a more solid in me, that is going to Begat more vulnerability. Let's go biblical with that word. <laughs> Begat. That's the one thing I think of all the time. But it is that idea of if I'm vulnerable and I lead by example, I'm probably going to, to use your word, Shannon, inspire my partner to meet me there. Not make right. me not, not do what I want to do with it necessarily, but meet me with my vulnerability. Yeah, you can't require that intimacy, but you can inspire it. Right. Uh, Steve Arterburn, my writing partner with the Every Man's Battle series, he has a great expression to kind of illustrate the, the need for trust in order to have intimacy in a relationship. He says, the three questions to ask yourself about any sexual activity is, is it known by my spouse? Is it approved of by my spouse? 
and does it involve my spouse? <laughs> and if you can answer yes to all three of those questions, then you're on safe ground. Right. But as soon as you have to answer no to one of those questions, you're on shaky ground. Right. Well, okay. I'm going to disagree a little bit with Steve. <laughs> Sorry, right. Steve, if you're listening. Um, <laughs> because the is it approved by my spouse? If they're involved in it and they're and it's approved, okay, I agree. But what about the situations where, you know what, I have such an extremely high desire, and one of the ways I have found to relieve some of the pressure on my wife is I have found some healthy ways to masturbate. Okay. She doesn't approve. Well, you know what, that does not involve her. That is me. I'm not replacing her. You know, so that's the whole that's as long the, as you're not robbing her of well, the intimacy that she wants. Right. I think that just is if the, if the foundation of it is, am I being open about that, even knowing she disapproves? Okay. That's, a, that's still, to me, growth. That's still confronting and using a relationship as it should be because this is not, and I'll repeat, in, coming from my own words, this is not about creating clones of one another where we always are in lockstep and agreeing on issues in our marriage. That is an impossibility. Right. This is about living a better and more authentic and full life for me. And authentic. Then, and then in turn, my partner. Yes, absolutely. Authentic. Um, yeah. I, so I think that you're just saying whatever desires you have, whatever you know, venture you're wanting to embark upon, just be honest about it. Right. And if your spouse approves and wants to be involved, great. And hopefully you can go to those deeper levels of intimacy, but make sure that trust is not broken. And the fact that one of you has desires that the other one doesn't, that shouldn't surprise you. Show me a husband and a wife who have the exact same desire level, exact same frequency level, exact same fantasies and fetishes right. or whatever. There, there's no two people on the planet that are that sexually compatible. Right. So this tension is part and parcel with any marriage relationship. Don't panic, but definitely don't sneak around and abuse the right. trust that is so vital right. to the, the quality of intimacy that a husband and wife should be able to share. This, this is the counsel I give the husbands in my husband mastermind groups, that whatever you do, do it all the way and do it in the open. I like it. Because I think that helps capture what we're called to do as people. I'll just do it all the way and be open about it. Own it. Yep. Well, this has been Sexy Marriage Radio. Glad you joined us. Thanks for taking some time again each week with us. And we hope to see you next time. Check out Sexy Marriage Radio Academy. We love you for listening.